Well, welcome. I hope you've had a great week and that you now understand a little bit more about your individual wealth dynamic because now what we're going to be talking about is how to get the greatest amount of leverage from that new amount of knowledge that you have. And, uh, you know, leverage is getting more with less. And so if we think about, you know, more what? Well, more money uh, for profit, more time back for yourself, um, more team members, uh, more systems, whatever it is that you're now at the stage or the crossroads of understanding of where it is that you ha can add value within the marketplace, once you've added value into the marketplace, you must leverage if you're to get ahead. And so, you know, wealth is what you've got when you have no money. And so your value remains the same. So that's what we're trying to build into the marketplace as a couple is where your true value is and then we're wanting to take those very important first steps of leverage and uh, and so there's an order to doing this you know it's very important that as you um, start to lead yourselves um, you know that you understand there is a running track of which that you can run on and you know for us it was certainly about firstly understanding our finances and so if, if I could get out and do more of what I love to do, our earning potential quadrupled. And so it made sense then to be able to arrange for timetables and things to free up that space and that time um, for me to be able to go and contribute in that way. That's how I would add more value. So the leverage then made sense that in order for me to go and um, be the person that I needed to be um, for the circumstances that were happening in my life, I needed support. I needed people around me. I needed a team of people that I trusted. And so, you know, the first amount of leverage that I'd say is who is in your team? Who are you utilising to be able to get the results that you're wanting to get? And in this section, what we're going to be talking about is profit. And so there's a great little grid um, so if you do a no noughts and crosses and you close that box in, you get nine little squares. And uh, one of the exercises I want you to do this week as a couple is to start to um, fill in these boxes with um, up the left hand side you're going to put uh, skill. And so at the top it's high skill, the middle box is medium skill and the bottom box is low skill. And then along the bottom you're going to put enjoyment. And so to the far left is low enjoyment, the middle box is medium, and the furthest off on the axis to the right is high enjoyment. And so you can see there that you can rank things that might be medium skill, high enjoyment, low skill, low enjoyment, high skill, high enjoyment, all the way through to um, high skill, low enjoyment. Whatever it is, you start to do a time audit for yourself and you start to put those activities and tasks into a box. So you literally have a look at what it was that you did this week and you categorise those things. Now it doesn't take a, um, you know, a genius to figure out that when you're achieving things that are high skill and high enjoyment, you're actually in your flow. That's what you love to be doing and usually that's where you're adding the greatest amount of value and so therefore that's where the greatest amount of income comes from. And you compare that to leveraging that bottom left hand box of low skill, low enjoyment tasks. And so the first thing that we did was, you know, have somebody come in and do our lawns. So we, we had somebody else mow, mow the lawns. We got a cleaner to come in and clean the floors and the bathrooms. 
because we knew that it wasn't worth our time to focus on those tasks when we could utilise that time. So when that person would come on a Tuesday um, from 8 in the morning till 10 in the morning, we could be achieving a task that might be earning us $700 an hour and paying somebody um, you know, 20 or $25 an hour to achieve those tasks. And so you know, it's a bit of a no-brainer when you look at it logically like that. And yet there's a lot of couples that because of the way they were brought up, because of the perception within the community, are still um, you know, not leveraging to the level of which they are capable of leveraging because for fear of what people might think or to put them in a, in a different box that they're not used to being with their identity. And so the first thing that I always find with couples is that um, we get rid of that low skill, low enjoyment box. You know, and I had one of my very first clients um, you know, I said, well, you know, you wouldn't mow the lawn. He said, I love mowing the lawn. I said, really? He goes, yeah, that's my time on the weekend that I just, you know, I'm in my own mind. I'm being able to get my thoughts out. It's a, it's a task that I can do that's quite methodical and relaxing to me. And I said, right, well, what about playing golf? You've got here that you love to play golf. Would you rather play golf or would you rather mow the lawn? He's like, I'd rather mow the lawn. <laughs> so, you know, we, got, we just started to realise that Sometimes we trick ourselves into saying, but I love doing the grocery shopping. That's my time that I sort of, <laughs> would you love doing grocery shopping or would you prefer to do clothes shopping? You know, so where is the ultimate lifestyle that you want to rest on? And if you can spend and utilise your time doing those higher activities, higher skilled things, um, then you're going to be adding more value and creating more options further down the track. And, uh, and so what I would encourage you to do is then fill in the grid for your partner without showing them what it is, um, but just from observation. And so, you know, when I did this um, for Kent, um, I said, look, from, from my point of view, these are the things that you love to do uh, and these are the things that you don't love to do. You know, we need to find somebody who can pretty much take off our hands all of these tasks. And so I um, did up a job description and, um, and put it on the internet on seek.com and I headed up the label domestic PA. Um, roles will include uh, cooking, um, part-time looking after children, so must be nanny certified, um, cleaning, washing, ironing, um, you know, so there was all of the tasks that we had there and, um, and just recruited somebody to come um, answering the telephone, checking emails, and they might do um, you know some filing, uh, so some modest office work, but also to be there to do the shopping, uh, food prep, all of that type of stuff. So literally, when um, you know we had very two children just 17 months apart, and um, my mum and my sister sat down and said, "Look, it's just a really hard time. You know, this next period of time, probably eight months." Um, is just a challenging time because both of the kids, you know, couldn't really communicate in a very productive manner and so there was, you know, lots of challenges um, to be met with the feeding time and just getting organised and just getting in the car and getting anything done was just seeming to take forever. Um, so for us, we had to get organised and I just realised that why did it not have to be a great time? You know, how come it had to be a horrible time? And why do people accept that it has to be a horrible time? So it was a very simple decision for me to be able to um, get that clarity, to say, well, if you had somebody there all of the time, then you can literally just do what you feel like doing. 
And to me, that's really working with your energy, working within your flow. Is that, you know, if Kent and I felt like being with the children, then we were with the children and um, we would take them down to the park and she would stay at home and, and clean up the house, um, do the food preparation, text us when dinner was ready. We'd put the kids in the pram, we'd come straight home to dinner on the table. We'd feed them, then we'd um, bath the kids while she cleaned the kitchen and cooked our meals. And then we'd have the kids in their pyjamas. We'd come out, our dinner was on the table. She would um, say, see you later, and she would go home. So we finished dinner, kids are bathed, and, uh, and the house is put back together again. You know, another night she might be there and we say, you know what, you take the kids to the park and we'd stay at home and cook dinner and just talk and, um, and text her and say, come home, the, the kids' dinner's ready. Feed the kids, she'd bath them, you know, and we'd have dinner. Whatever it was that we felt like we wanted to do. One of us might have been out for the night and there was just the two people there. You know, it just, it basically meant that we, we were able to leverage using some cash, some money, to be able to create a lifestyle, to do things that were, were more enjoyable for that period of time. Now, it was only a six-month period of time. Um, after a period of time, we got into a rhythm and we understood what, what the kids were needing, and um, we were then able to step up because we'd had that illustration. We'd seen organisation at its highest, and then we felt capable to be able to do that for a period of time. So we've taken a year off and we'll probably do that when our next baby comes. Again, because we understand, you know, that first six months can be really hectic as you're finding your comfort zone. Now, most people that I have mentioned that to have said, that is just brilliant. Why don't more people do that? Why don't you start a company? Why don't you start a business? Well, you could. However, why not just design it for yourself? You know, whatever it is that you're needing, within your business. You might say, look, I just need somebody to come into the office for two hours a day to be able to clear off this section of the business or whatever, but those people don't exist. How do you know unless you start to really get clarity over the role that you're needing, define the role, and then go to market and ask for that role to be filled? And so the challenge I see is too many um, you know, leaders within the community or business owners um, trying to fit roles around individuals. And I think that um, if you're going to have clarity of success of where you're heading um, in life, then you can't put the faces within those boxes because the roles are going to change all of the time. And so it's not being afraid to be able to use people for a period of time to utilise their strengths and their skills and then recognise that you're going to the next level as a couple, as a leader, um, and that you're going to need um, different skills and requirements to leverage at the next level. So very, very important. The other thing that um, I'd recommend that you do is actually start working to, you know, budgets, home budgets and budgets within your business to have cash flow projections that are very, very clear every single month. And I know that as a couple, when we're um, right on top of this, things just seem to synergize so much more. And so when we're really clear about our wealth dynamic and what we're great at, it made sense who should do which roles. And, um, you know, I don't have a challenge saying no um, to, to anybody really. And so, you know, when we're sticking to a tight budget and there's decisions to be made, it's like, no, no, that's not in the budget. No, we can't afford that. No, we're not doing it. Let's do it this way. Let's redesign it. Instead of all going for dinner, let's create a picnic. Let's, let's look at different solutions, creative solutions, so that we can still achieve our goals um, of profit. 
because if you're not investing every single month back into the businesses or you know um, into your properties or into your managed funds or superannuation or whatever it is that you're doing then what's going to change year after year and so you know the question that was put to me when I first started coaching is how long had I been in business and then had I really been in business that long so say I've been in business for five years well had I been in business for five years or had I been in business one year that I'd repeated five times and so really it was getting those mentors really fixated and clear on where my vision was for what my life looked like at age 35, at age 40, at age 60, at age 80 and be able to be accountable to moving ahead towards those goals. So, you know, the power of the path, once again, understanding that each decision you make is taking you down a path. And so um, by not investing every single month or getting clear on debt consolidation or, or not working as a team, um, you're going down a certain path that has a destination. And if that's not the destination that you've agreed to, well, you're kidding yourself that you're ever going to get anywhere else. And that's why only 1% of people, certainly 1% of every couples ever make it financially free within the world, one in 100. You know, so 99 can't get it together, can't get onto the path and have the discipline to do what they need to do with expectation to lead their own life. And I think that when you understand that it is such a minority, you understand why there's so many keys to success that we follow um, to ensure that on a daily basis, we're doing the habits that we need to get the results. You know, and certainly, you know, when I realised creating this program um, was certainly not, um, you know, something that we thought, right, well, you know, this is something that everybody's going to do because we realised that, you know, to put three or four hundred hours into a project, just the majority of people don't have that period of time available to do that or they simply just don't have the energy or the focus. So when you're creating a niche within and leading um, within a market space, recognise what your true skills and talents and where your passions are because that will be unique and you can create something that's going to be leveraged um, to create more profit for you as an individual. And everybody has that potential to do that. You just need to marry it up with who your wealth dynamic is, who your mentors are, what it is you're wanting to create and then work as a team. And I think that, you know, that, that does put you in the minority when you can really get that clarity and to work as a team. So we've spoken about, you know, when we're leveraging um, for the people in our lives, we're certainly um, leveraging within the, the profit because we're going to utilise the people that are great at what they do within their flame. So the next thing we really want to leverage is the systems that we're relying on. And, you know, Robert Kiyosaki is big on educating that, you know, business is about systems and knowing that you can walk away from that business for, you know, two years and it's more profitable um, than, you know, when you left. And so the critical thing there is, you know, understanding what is the system that you are developing that is going to stand the test of time. You know, have you tested and measured? Have you, um, are you running on a, a reliable track? And so for a lot of clients that, um, that we coach in share ownership or franchise models, they need to understand, you know, what, what is their strength within that business model that's going to stand the test of time. 
and so as you start to leverage for profit we might recommend a mechanic to actually go into a franchise and flip the franchise so buy one that's ranked currently at number 50 utilize the strengths of being able to follow a great system um, hire someone fantastic to come in and work in the business as a star profile or, or, or supporter around the people side of things and be able to get that up to you know more profitable number in the top 10 say for example and then sell it you know what is it in terms of small business could you do um, with your systems to make sure that um, everything is um, is recorded everything is um, put onto flowcharts everything is trained and you're leveraging through the systems and educating people to follow the system if people aren't following the system we change the system okay so it's really important that once you've got the right team on the bus that are headed in the right direction that then you get them following the systems and so um, they need to come up with the systems document the systems to be able to leverage your time and so it just becomes really clear that as we are um, thinking about our profit targets we start to realize that month on month as they grow every single quarter what are we contributing every single financial year where are we heading and what is that going to um, you know amass in the next you know three to five years and so are you really clear on what your plan is as a couple on where you're headed um, where your five-year goal is and do you then have mentors that believe in you that you have um, credibility with them that you are teachable that you take ownership that you're accountable and that you're willing to learn so the four characteristics that I encourage that you really sharpen up is your confidence okay as you're leveraging for profit you need to gain more confidence for who you are as an individual and the only way I've ever been able to gain confidence individually is to be able to smash my own com comfort zones so achieve personal bests achieve things that I never thought in my own mind that I possibly could achieve and so mentors of mine have had me skydive from 30,000 feet um, meet for lunch with you know some of the top entrepreneurs in Australia ring them up make an appointment meet them for lunch ask them questions um, you know reverse parking was always something that was out of my comfort zone driving to a place you know that I didn't know where I was going is out of my comfort zone so I have a very small comfort zone so coaches that I work with get me to really test both my physical boundaries but also my mental capacities by writing ebooks by producing um, you know more programs such as the one that you've um, aligned with as well and so you know setting a niche as a, a leader of leaders stepping up within different organizations to mentor and coach the leaders of those organizations speaking from when I started speaking in front of say 50 or 60 people to now speaking in front of thousands of people and um, and so as your confidence starts to grow you start to recognize that um, you know that's a constant never-ending journey um, for your confidence to continue to grow um, the second trait that I'd encourage that you start to work on is your industriousness or hard-working ethic you know I find that you know some people just aren't very hard-working when um, when it comes to be the tough times and their energy's low they won't do the things that they need to do on a daily basis that is going to get them ahead 
So hard working is really being able to stay accountable to those daily disciplines and know that you're going to make those calls, you're going to do those contacts, whatever it is that you've said that you need to do for your business to move forward. Um, there's only nine areas of business that you need to be hard working in. Once you understand those nine areas, then you've just got to get in and, and do them. And so for me, it was always about, you know, how could I increase my work ethic? How could I work smarter, not harder? How could I get my lead generation on autopilot, my conversion rate as high as it could possibly be by my increasing my people skills and my sales ability, uh, getting my number of transactions up by offering more product lines, um, understanding that um, you know my average dollar sale was determined on you know my reputation within the marketplace of my return on investment. So therefore, if I was returning 300% um, profit returns, then I could increase my, my fees. So it was all about dedicating my time of working with clients who had these traits as well. Not working with any um, you know, people that weren't willing to, to complete the tasks that they set themselves every single week. Um, to get my margin as high as possible, I needed to make sure that I was um, managing both ends of my business, um, the expenses, but also being able to get higher margined goods to be able to, to sell, so not as many you know, cost of goods sold. Um, so when then my delivery and distribution, working hard on making sure I had consistency in the marketplace, working hard on my vision and, and really working with coaches to draw out of me the clarity that I needed to refuel myself all of the time. Um, being very, very clear on testing and measuring everything that I was doing month by month right down to the point where I knew what day was my best conversion rate, wearing what perfume in what suit. I mean, I tested and measured everything when I first began in business and, um, and certainly knowing that you know the finances of my business was really clear um, but I was also really certain of all the systems and technology that were required um, to take the business to the next level and recruited those people that were interested in that area that is not my area of interest you know um, sitting with um, Tracy last night our general manager and and setting up Twitter accounts and my MySpace and um, Facebook and LinkedIn and you know all of those social networks um, being very very um, transparent on those network so that people can find you at any time and what you're doing. That was something that you know would never even have crossed my mind to engage in and yet to leverage that for more profitability um, is smart. That is smart business. It's hard working by finding and being loyal to the right team. What about ambitiousness? How ambitious are you as a couple to get ahead? Okay, so being able to unleash that ambitious one within your couple to really get out and stretch, to get to as high as you possibly can get um, in your lifetime. If you think of it as a game, it's 4,000 weeks. Okay, if you're leveraging for profit, then you really want to make sure, are you freeing that person up and so they can do what they absolutely love to do that is their highest skilled thing that they can add value in the marketplace. And so, you know, that takes sometimes, um, you know, removing the ego. Um, I certainly know um, for within our partnership, sometimes there's things that we just don't want to do that we know we have to do if we're going to get ahead. And so it's having that clear 
uh, vision to be able to say, you know, if, if that's where we want to be in that top 1% of retired uh, Australians, then that's ambitious. Um, so what are we going to actually have to do? And the fourth trait um, that you really want to master and excel in is teachability. Okay, who are your mentors? Who are your leaders? Who are the people that you're able to connect in with to ask a better question? And so teachability is really being able to access quality questions within yourself. And if you can master a quality question in the correct order, such as we spoke about last week, you know, why is it that you know, this is inside of me, why is it that I feel like I, I want to achieve these results? You know, what with certainty is possible for me? Who are the people that I know that have achieved this that I can meet up with? Um, when did they do it? When was the best timeline for them? And then how did they actually achieve it? And get those daily disciplines really, really clear so that when you are achieving them or you're not achieving them, it's irrelevant. When you turn up to your coaching, you're teachable. You're teachable to be able to work with your natural strengths um, and weaknesses to be able to get to a place where you're achieving what it is that you want to achieve. And so, you know, that, that's true leverage is when you really start to utilise other people's strengths to ask you questions that you haven't even yet thought about. And so you're constantly expanding this pie of knowledge, which is, you know, 1% of what you know you know. You know, there's a very small percentage of, you know, what we now currently know that we don't know. You know, I know that I don't know how to lodge my own BAS statement. I know that. That's in my sphere of, you know, I know that I don't know that. There is a huge amount, say 89% of information on the planet that I am yet to not even be aware that I don't know about it yet. I don't know, I don't know. The goal in life is to keep expanding those concentric circles so that we, we understand that the 1% of what we know, we keep working on what do we know, what do we know, what do we know, so we keep on understanding how humble we become of there's so much more that we're yet to master. And I think as a, as a couple in business, when we come with that attitude of gratitude, with that knowledge that um, you know there is so much more out there for us that we can achieve, then leveraging makes sense. Because if everybody's in the same boat, then we need to pair up, we need to, to work in teams together to be able to achieve our you know, grandest vision of whatever it is that we can um, you know, stretch ourselves to achieve. And so when we're leveraging for profit, it's about having 1% of a massive pie instead of 100% of a very small one. And as soon as we start to let go and utilise each other's um, skills um, within our relationships or our partnerships and we master that, then we've opened up the space to really you know, start to build a bigger team. But if you as a couple haven't mastered that leverage within yourselves, then that will duplicate throughout your entire teams. Every single person you employ within your franchise or within your share ownership or whatever it is that you're doing uh, will duplicate that core principle. You'll find that they'll be stuck um, nitpicking or, or not agreeing or, or whatever it is, lacking confidence, being lazy, uh, not being ambitious and not being teachable, it will just um, manifest somewhere within your organisation. And so it's a wonderful mirror to be able to gauge and judge where your next steps are to be teachable for yourself. And so I hope that that's given you some clarity on, on the leverage side of things, leverage your time, 
leverage your money, leverage the people that are around you, um, but most importantly, you want to be able to, you know, have people that you're accountable to to get those four character traits as high as you possibly can, um, and so that you give yourself the best possible shot um, to be a leader within the community. So enjoy your week and I really look forward to your feedback on how you're going and what you're achieving within your wealth dynamics. Um, certainly send us any questions that you've got regarding your individual um, wealth dynamics and what blocks you're experiencing at this stage of the program and we're here to help you. Have a wonderful week. Bye for now.